This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Last time we talked with business coach and founder of Designed for Freedom, Tracy David, about the importance of leveraging collaboration opportunities to build your business. And our success interview was with author, speaker, coach, and successful entrepreneur, Anastasia Button, where we talked about understanding millennials and how it can give your business a real boost. And we wrapped up with our business builder segment where we showed you how to leverage your message to serve more clients and grow your income. If you missed any of those, be sure to go back and listen. Lots of great information. Michael, what do we have planned for today? Well, first up in the Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with business coach and the eWomen Network Managing Director in Colorado Springs, Julie Miller Davis, about the importance of intention in your business. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with acclaimed leader, speaker, and business consultant, Debbie Hoffman, about how following up with your clients is the key to your business success. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about how you can boost your revenue by adding a VIP program to your offerings. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with transformational business coach and the eWomen Network Managing Director of the Colorado Springs Chapter, Julie Miller-Davis. Welcome, Julie. Thank you, Janelle. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for our conversation because I know... You and I get to talk to a lot of different people, and (laughs) you hear a lot of different perspectives. I love to start these conversations by having you share an industry trend that you're seeing that's impacting speakers, authors, and coaches like yourself. Well, when I am am really seeing, which actually drove me to start my business, (laughs) is that in this society today and in the way that things are going with business and with all of the media and immediacy at our fingertips is that I'm seeing that people are busier and busier than they've ever been. And um, I'm watching um, speakers, coaches, and and these, these people growing their businesses be so haphazard about how they are um, conducting their business or wishing and hoping for business to come their way. It's like they, they just kind of go to as many events as they can or as many networking events as they can or they're talking to as many people as they can, but they're not getting super intentional about it. And they don't seem to go in with a plan. 
I think that is true. Um, they, and then they don't get the results, but they don't understand why. They just they keep thinking they're really busy, they're doing a lot, but they're not focusing on the right things and taking action. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And they, you know, they, they go to, I don't know how many, you know, networking events or, or seminars or whatever it is that they're, that they're attending. Um, but they're just, they're not really going in with who do I intend to meet? Who can I help? Who's my ideal client? You know, what do I need to learn? What do I need to give to these people? But what do I need to get? Um, and so they, they're just wasting so much time. Do you think people are unclear because they don't know, or do you think that they're just doing what is comfortable for them, the networking and the running around, versus actually doing some of the things that are a little bit harder, like the follow-up or the sales (laughs) calls and the pieces that they may not be as comfortable with? It's so interesting that you said that I just ran a prioritizing workshop on Sunday and part of what I talked about was the comfort zone versus the courage zone and what's doing what's comfortable is doing what's easy and it's and the stuff that's going to grow you and challenge you and get you where you want to go is that uncomfortable stuff and it, it is they're doing what they know they're doing what's comfortable and they've gotten into the kind of these um I don't want to say lazy, but they just have these habits of how they're going about things, but they're not pushing, right? They're not pushing mm-hmm. outside of that. And so they're not doing the follow-up. They're not going in and deciding, I'm going to meet these kinds of people and this many of them, and then I'm going to start to develop relationships with a couple of those. Um, and so I think we're lacking because we're so busy. We're lacking in that relationship part. So, yeah, they're not making the phone calls. <laughs> they're not building the relationships, which ultimately build business, Right. Um, Absolutely. And so I just see that there's so much, yeah, there's so much of doing what's comfortable and what's easy, what they've always done, and, but they do more and more and more and more and more of it, expecting different results, but they're still just doing the same thing. They're not, they're not shifting. They're not changing. Right. I love the quote, you know, about insanity is, you know, just doing more of the same thing and expecting, and different, expecting results. A different results. It, it doesn't yeah. happen. And I have those conversations all the time. And I find one of the challenges that people have, and I know you and I've had this conversation, is, you know, they're working with so many different coaches. I had someone, um, I was supposed to have a call with yesterday, and they canceled and they said, well, you know, I talked to so-and-so and, and, you know, and somebody else and somebody else since the last time we talked, so now I'm working on all these other things versus focusing on the things that would have moved them forward to yeah. begin with. And it just amazes yeah. me how, you know, people are learning from so many people, but they're not really paying attention to who they're learning from and mm-hmm. what they're actually doing. Yeah, I think they are, I, I call them content junkies. Right, mm-hmm. So they don't stick with something long enough to really master it and learn it and implement it. And, you know, the 90-day rule, we, whatever mm-hmm. we implement and start um, putting in motion today, we will not see those fruits until 90 days from now, but we have to continue chipping away at it, right? Mm-hmm. We have to keep working on it. And then all of a sudden in 90 days, you're like, wow, what's happening? All this stuff, is, all this great stuff is exploding. I know, you but and I just had that conversation. <laughs> we did. But you're right. They, they're, they're talking to this person and that person and this person, and they're like, oh, well, this didn't work, and I tried it for a couple weeks, and so now I'm going to move on. And now I've heard this person and this person, so I've tried that for a couple weeks, but it's not working, so I'm going to move on. Well, mm-hmm. 
And now people don't even know what they're doing. They don't know mm-hmm. what to focus on. And people listening to them at networking don't know what these people are doing either because mm-hmm. <laughs> right? they keep shifting in too many I, ways instead yeah. of pushing the limits on the one thing. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I love that, the comfort zone verage, the versus the courage zone, because I think mm-hmm. that's so true. We do what's easy, and I know I was guilty of that, but I, what I've learned is when I set really clear intentions for my events, for my actions, it's amazing how things fall into place and how you end up connecting with just the right people. And it's not something that you have to force or really work you know, try to do, it happens when you're very clear on what you want and what you want to accomplish. That's exactly right. And the the more clear we are and the more we push that envelope and the more that people really get to know us, the more people they bring to us too. You go to a networking group and then the people that you already know, they're like, oh my gosh, I was just talking to this person. I need you to meet them. And Mm -hmm. so it starts to build that way. And your business just starts to build because people really know what you do. They know what you're seeking and who you're seeking. And then it all starts to come back to you, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you have to leave space. You, you can't be so busy that there's no space for people to find you. No, absolutely. I, I think one of the challenges is, um, you know, when you talk about the 90-day rule, I think people today are looking for that instant gratification and things take time you know people say that you know so so and so was an overnight success well they don't realize it was a 10 year overnight success you know we only right. see what is right in front of us we don't know the backstory we don't know the history you know we're comparing our beginning with someone else's middle or end and we don't realize the journey they went on and i think we have to take a step back and realize it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't. And, the, and we don't always see the struggles that people are having either. And, um, you know, I always talk about, and you hear people talk about how the fact that if you really think about Facebook, it's like their highlight reel, right? Mm. It's their highlights. Mm-hmm. It's not the low, it's not the low lights. <laughs> it's not, it's not, oh my God, today just was so hard and I didn't mm-hmm. want to get up and do the stuff I had to do and I had this setback. You know, you, we don't hear that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. we hear everything's great, my stuff is full, I've got all these coaching clients, and I've got all these speaking gigs, and I, you know, <laughs> that's what we hear. We don't hear all the things, all the people that told them no, right? No, you're absolutely right, and I think it's always fascinating when you know someone really well, and you know the backstory, and then you hear them talking to somebody else, and they're giving them that, as you say, the highlights, you know, and everything is perfect and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's like, wait a minute, who is this person? Because you know (laughs) that it's so different. And, you know, not that people need to say that everything is, is not good, but I think there's, we have to look at what we're positioning and how we're positioning it. Because Mm -hmm. if you tell everyone you're full of clients, you have everything you need, then you're not going to have space and you're not going to get what you actually do need. Right. That's exactly right. And it's just, it's fascinating. And that instant gratification comes back to what I said at the beginning, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it, we just want everything immediately now and everything is at our fingertips, which makes us busier and makes us less intentional. 
which is a struggle. What kind of pushback do you get from people when you're doing one of your, your workshops? How do they respond when you try to get them to push out of that comfort zone and get into that courage zone? <laughs> well, uh, it's actually, it's almost like they need permission, right? They need me to say, oh, what can you do that you haven't been doing that would get you closer to the result that you want. All I have to do is ask the question, Janelle. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, um, I guess I could do this thing. And I go, okay, well, let's talk about where that would fit in to your schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we start to figure out where they can cut the fat. How much time are they spending on social media that's unnecessary? How much time are they spending answering text messages the second that they come in? How much time are they spending on Um, insignificant emails. And so then all of a sudden, they find this time that they didn't think they had to do those hard things to carve out 20 minutes or 60 minutes to to do those things. And they don't don't push back on me. I don't get the yes buts very often because it's Mm -hmm. almost like the, it's almost like a relief um, that I tell them, turn off your notifications. Oh, I can do that? Well, yeah. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's like that, oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. And it's almost like, thanks for the reminder. Thanks for the permission. I don't get a lot of pushback. It's almost like they just need that reminder that they are in control. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, they don't have to be running at a breakneck pace all the time. Interesting. Cause I think they see people constantly on the go and feel they have to do that to keep up. But I really believe that if you're doing the right things at the right time, you're going to get the right results. And it doesn't mean you have to be working really hard all the time. You just need to be working smarter. Yep. That whole thing about working smarter, not harder is Mm -hmm. so true. But I think people just think of that as a saying, and they don't think about how they can support that that concept. I agree. And, you know, I think the the art of, of great coaching is really asking those right questions. And I love that you challenge people and ask those questions. So how can our listeners learn more about you and what you do? Um, The best way is to just head over to my website, which is www.juliemillerdavis.com. But they can also learn a lot about me on my Facebook page, which is uh, juliemillerdavis15 on Facebook. Okay, perfect. And we will put a link on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio page so they can connect with you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Julie. Thank you for your time, Janelle. I really appreciate the the chance to, to kind of give some insights. We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success 
and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. Today's success interview is with former investment banker, now a successful entrepreneur and creator of Power Up Your Follow-Up, Debbie Hoffman. Debbie believes in the power of positive persistence, and she has an amazing message to share. And I'm excited about our conversation because you're going to learn a lot about follow-up, and how it impacts your sales. Welcome, Debbie. Well, thank you, Janelle. It's wonderful to be here with you today. I'm excited for our conversation and to learn more about you and what you offer. And I'd love to start our conversation by having you share about your business, because I know you've really gone through an evolution to get to where you are. So if you could just kind of share a little bit about that. Sure. Well, it's really an interesting story. You know, like you mentioned, I worked on Wall Street. I was an investment banker there for 20 years and then wanted to be home with my son and make more of a difference in the world. I just wasn't fulfilled there. So I came home, became an entrepreneur in the health and wellness business, and I met a woman at an eWomen Network conference in Dallas, and she was very interested in the products that I offered but wasn't ready to make a decision. So she asked me to follow up with her, which I did for 14 months. <laughs> wow. I know. I don't know about you, but it, it, most people don't follow up for 14 months. But she was always very happy to hear from me, so I you know, tuned into that. Finally, she became a customer. I continued to follow up with her and her husband like I do with all of my clients. And one day she leaves me this message and said, Debbie, you have got to teach me your follow-up system. You are so awesome at follow-up, and I really struggle with it. Call me. So we had a conversation, and one thing led to the next, and she made me realize that I had a gift that I didn't even know I had. I mean, how many of you listeners have something you just take for granted that you just do natural and you don't know it's special? I think we all do. And mm-hmm. it took her you know, to share that with me and point it out to me. And I didn't know people were struggling with follow-up either. And so I launched this business. And it has been such an amazing journey because as I talk to entrepreneurs, Janelle, I'm seeing that so many people are struggling with follow-up. And they just don't know what they don't know. And it's a missing piece of the puzzle for so many people. And it can literally make or break one's business. And so I'm really passionate about this, and I'm so grateful for her for sharing with me that I had this gift, and now I've been able to impact so many people's businesses and their lives and their confidence and their mindset and help them to grow their business and pursue their passions and not to struggle anymore. So it's just been an incredible evolution, as you said. It's been a beautiful journey, and now I have a successful, thriving business where I'm impacting so many people's lives. And... I'm just really humbled by it and really grateful um, that she pointed this out to me. So that's, that's kind of the story of how this happened. 
I love that. And I think it's really important to find a networking community. And I know you and I are both very active in eWomen Network. And I think it's important, whether it's eWomen Network or any community, to find a group where you're surrounded with other successful business people, people whose opinions you really value, people you want to hang out with and collaborate with, work with, do things with. And I think that's so important. And I absolutely agree with you. I think we all have a skill. And when we do it so naturally, it seems like, well, everyone should get it. It's so easy. But there are so many things that people don't get. So, so I want to ask you, when you start talking to people about follow-up and how it impacts sales, what kind of response do you usually get? The response I almost always get is that people hesitate to follow-up because they don't want to be pushy or salesy. They don't want, I hear that word, those terms all the time. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to come on too strong. I don't want to bother them. I don't want to nag them. So that's where I always start with that mindset and those limiting beliefs. And when, when people start hearing from me and working with me about how they're really showing up in service to their potential clients, that people are waiting for us. They're waiting for our gifts and they just need us to pick up the phone and call them and share with them how we could help them. When, when, when they start realizing that, it, it changes everything for them. So there's this whole thing about sales, like people don't like the word. And so I'm really, really working on changing people's attitude and mindset around that and to build their confidence and to let them know that when they're following up with people, it shows that they care, they're showing up in service, they're making a difference, and to not be attached to the results. That's the key. People feel fear rejection as well, and that's another reason why they get this thing when they hear follow-up and sales. I don't want to be rejected. They make it mean something about them. So we work on that as well because it's, you can't have an agenda when you call people. You want to set an intention, mm-hmm. which is very different, but you don't want to have attachment to the results because people will feel that energetically and it will be a repellent. Well, I really um, like that, have the, attention, have the intention but not an agenda um, and, and not attached to the results. Um, and I, I think it is about being in service. I think it's about um, wanting to help, and it isn't personal, um, you know, I always, you know, we always say that, you know, we want to be committed to you making a decision, but not invested in your choice. Um, but make sure people have the right information. Make sure they have the information so that they can make an informed decision because I think that gets people into action. Exactly, exactly. If people aren't ready to make a decision or they're not returning your calls, it's probably because they don't have enough information. They don't understand the value of what you offer. And one of my two like, core philosophies is it's all, follow-up is all about building relationships and creating value for people. So 
when people are following up with folks and they're not getting responses, it's probably because they're not leaving a message that's compelling to get that person to call back. So there's always got to be some value in the message or in the email, any of the contacts that you have with people. So, so you're always providing value and giving information and helping people understand more about what you offer and to see if it's a good fit for them. How do you get people to um, step back from taking it personally? Um, and I know it's getting into shifts to how they think, but I think just even initially, um, it's that's a big step people have to get over, and until they do, it's very difficult to move forward. So how do you get people to start stepping away from taking it personally? a really good question and it is something that stops so many people because they I mean I used to be like this years and years and years ago when someone said no it's like oh it meant we always make we're meaning making machines we make everything mean something about them I mean you mm-hmm. could just think of you know in your personal life when someone does something and you're not sure why you make it mean oh they don't like me or they're upset with me or whatever like we just create we just create these stories so I start there with people and just let them know they're not saying no to you. They're either saying no to your product or service right now, and it's not a no forever. It could just be a no right now. And so you want to ask really powerful curiosity-type questions to find that out, to see if there's still um, some follow-up that needs to take place going forward. But it's, it's about what we just mentioned, too. They might not have enough information, so we need to make sure they have enough information Find out why they're saying no. Find out what's, why is it, is it the timing? Is it the finances? Most of the time it has nothing to do about us. It has to do about them. So the more we find out about them, the more questions we ask about them and understand where they're at, the less personally we will take it. And most people talk more than they listen. And my whole coaching philosophy is around, is built around asking powerful questions, getting curious, finding out about them. Because you know people love to talk about themselves. And when you ask lots of questions and give them the opportunity to speak about themselves, it creates that connection and that trust and rapport. And then there's more of an opening for them to go down the path of, of working with you or considering working with you. Well, and I know that um, you talk about sharpening your listening skills and um, a quote that I like that um, is, you know, people often listen to respond, not to understand. Um, I know when I started shifting from listening just so I can you know, because then you start thinking, okay, I know what they're going to say. Here's my response. And just really listen. I get the right response. I don't have to worry about trying to form it in my head. If you listen and get the information, then you have exactly what you need to continue the conversation in the right direction. That's beautiful. I love that. It's all about being present and, like you said, really listening, not thinking about what you're going to say next or ask or respond, but just being present. And it does just come naturally. That was beautiful. I love that. Totally agree. And I I really try to get people to um, really stop and listen and don't worry about having the right answer. Um, It does come. You know, one of the, the... objections that people really, I hear people stop on is, 
you know, I can't afford it. And what I've found, and I'd love your insight on this, um, is when they say they can't afford it, because oftentimes people know that will stop the conversation and it stops people from moving forward. And I often find it's because of our money story, not necessarily because of why the person said they can't afford it, but people have so many money stories that block them um, from moving forward. For sure, yes. <laughs> it's very, very, very true. Um, one thing really quickly I just wanted to say about the um, what you just mentioned a minute ago, when you don't have all the answers, it actually gives you an opportunity and a reason to follow up. So it's actually good not to have all the answers on the spot, but to have a reason to follow up with people. So I just wanted to squeeze that in. Um, I love so, that. Yeah. So in terms of the um, money, people have so many money stories and issues around money, and energetically they attract people that have similar money stories and similar issues. Mm. And so... When they get that response, which is probably one of the biggest objections or concerns that come up, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not really that, Janelle, and so it's really good to isolate uh, the objection and just to make sure that that's really it. And so people can ask a really great question. You know, if money wasn't the issue or an issue, is this something you'd want to get started with today? So that way you'll find out if it's really the money or not. And it does stop people dead in their tracks, that question, that objection. And you want to be really, really prepared for, for again, getting curious, asking questions, finding out more about that. And then it just keeps going. So I find that it's, a, it's very common and you have to really know um, and isolate and get curious and find out exactly what's really going on. Sometimes I've had someone say, well, I don't really have the time right now either. So it wasn't so much the money. It was more about their bandwidth. They didn't really have the the time uh, to do it. And so Mm -hmm. that leads to a whole other conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, about following up later when it would be a better time. So a lot of times people just say, okay, thank you, goodbye, and that ends the discussion, and that's really a shame because there's so much more to to, uh, kind of uh, explore by Mm -hmm. asking questions. Really interesting. Um, Let me take a real quick break, um, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation because I think this is something that um, so many people have challenges with. Stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. In today's success interview, we're having a conversation with 
the creator of Power Up Your Follow-Up, Debbie Hoffman. And if you missed our conversation before the break, you absolutely want to go back and listen. Um, We had a great conversation about your intention versus agenda, about building relationships. And just before the break, we started talking about really isolating the objection. When someone says it's about money, oftentimes it's really about something else, but our money stories tend to stop us from going forward. And I loved what you were talking about, Debbie, um, really asking some really good questions. And I think that's something that stumps people knowing what do they ask? How do they figure out what they should be asking? How do they dig a little bit deeper? Well, as I mentioned, that one question uh, to really find out, you know, whatever their objection is, if it's money or time or whatever they say, to always find out if it wasn't for that thing, is this something that they would want to do? Is this something that they'd want to get started with right away? Because then you'll find out if they really are interested in your program or product or service or not. So that's really key, too. And then to see if there's anything else that, you know, would be getting in the, is getting in the way or would be getting in the way of them making a decision and getting started. So that's what, that way you'll find out some of the other objections or concerns that they might have. But most of the time, it's not the money. And even if they don't personally have the money, if you've established the value of what you offer and that it will be life-changing for them, and in my case, when people invest in my programs, they, they're, they're going to be doing more income-generating activities, so they're going to get a return on their investment. When I share that with them, they go out and borrow the money. And, you know, I know a lot of people who don't have the resources, but they want and need your, your product or service so badly that they'll make it happen. So there's lots of conversations that need to happen around that to see how committed they are to getting the result that they said they wanted to get. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important to really understand the power of having the right information, the right tools, the right support, the right coach, because if someone knew how to get the results that they say they want, they'd be getting them. It's not that you have everything in front of you and you know what to do and and most people just choose not to do it. They're not doing it because they don't know what to do and they can't figure it out on their own. Yep. And and I believe that everyone needs a coach. I, I have two or three coaches. You know, I'm doing a lot of inner work, personal growth work, more about feminine leadership and coming from the heart. And then I'm doing a lot of business expansion coaching and helping me because there's things that I don't know that I don't know. And we, we all have those things. And when you have a coach that has that 30,000-foot view of you and your business, they're going to see things that you just can't see. And so it makes so, it, is, it makes so much sense to invest in yourself and your business if you're really committed to bringing it to the next level. And so that's why I always ask that question, to make sure people are really committed, and then, then we can have a further conversation about, about it. Well, and, and I do agree with having a coach and having someone support you. And I think it's also important to make sure that your coach is has been where you are, but they've gone past that. I think oftentimes 
people reach out to the people around them and are looking for advice on creating success. And often the people that are right there with them are exactly where they are. Um, I know a couple of groups and I've been having some conversations where they, they're all doing accountability and supporting each other and none of them are getting results because they're all at the same level. So they're, it's kind of this circular coaching. Um, so I think it's important to have someone who has really done it, proven it, and is able to then show you how to get there. Exactly. I totally agree. And, and that's why when I, when I speak in front of groups and I share my story, you know, I talk about the 20 years on Wall Street and being very successful as a woman in a man's world at a very young age and not knowing then, but looking back now, it was all about follow-up and building relationships. And then through my health and wellness industry business, being you know, one of the top leaders in the company and building the fastest-growing team was all about the follow-up and building relationships. So I figured it out. I have a system. I know how to do it. And I just, you know, I just do it naturally. It just kind of happens. I can do it in my sleep. Mm-hmm. So we all need someone that has that kind of expertise in whatever area we're looking to grow to help us. And like I said, I've invested heavily in coaches because um, I'm always looking to grow and become a better person and to grow my business and to impact more people. No, that, I love that. And I think it's important to have a coach who can move you through the kind of um, the, the process and hold you accountable and can help you when you get stuck because when you're trying to change how you're doing things, there are some blocks that you're naturally going to hit. And I know in follow-up, in sales, in asking the right questions, because oftentimes what we do is, you know, we ask a question or we follow up with someone and it doesn't go the way we think it should. And then we stop because we don't know how to change our behavior or do something differently. If we did, we would have done it. And I think having someone to say, okay, this is what I did. This didn't work. What do I do next? Exactly. Exactly. I just had, this is a perfect example. I just had a client who I'm working with one-on-one and she, we worked through Google Docs. So she sent me all these different scenarios of people she'd followed up with and what she did, the email she sent, the voicemail she left and asking what could I have done differently. It's not working. They're not responding back to me. What could I do differently? It was just beautiful because she was so prepared. And that's another thing too. When people are really prepared in their business for every step in the process, they're going to be more confident and they're going to get better results and those limiting beliefs are not going to come up and stop them as much. So I put a huge emphasis on preparation in my programs because people, most, most people just wing it, Janelle. Like they don't even know what they're going to say. They just pick up the phone and call somebody or they show up at a networking event. They don't even know what they're going to say when people ask, so, so what do you do? You know, like they don't even, they're not prepared and that's when they get thrown off guard and that's when they start feeling insecure and uh, then their confidence, you know, wanes, and, and then they just stop, and they just stop because they're feeling so uncomfortable. So that's really key as well, preparation. It's interesting that you said that she documented it. I was talking to someone the other day on something they were doing, and they said it doesn't work. And what I find is we tend to, um, when we look back on what we did, we tend to forget how it actually went, we kind of um, 
you know, created in our mind, but we forget the actual process. So I told this person, I said, you know, go away, do this five times and write down what you're doing, what the conversation is and how the result is, then come back and let's talk about it because then we can talk about what are you doing, how are you doing, and how can you shift your results. And she said she'd never done that before. So I thought it was a really interesting exercise, and I love the fact that that's what you do to help people move forward. Yeah, well, it, it's just, it makes so much more sense because how can I help you if I don't know what you're saying or doing or what the process is? So, and she knew we were getting you know, ready for this call and she wanted to get the most out of it. So talk about being prepared. Like I was mm-hmm. just blown away by that because everything was written out and then we went case by case by case. We talked about a plan of action, some language. We retweaked the email, the voicemail. Like everything was, we, we created a strategy for each person and she's so like, oh my God, she just felt so in, inspired and empowered and she feels like now she's prepared and has, a plan of what she's going to do to to get a better result. And she kept saying, you know, did you think I followed up too much? Was I being too pushy? Like it keeps coming up. And it's like, no, what you did was perfect. I actually thought she should have followed up sooner. She waited too long after she had sent a, a, um, an estimate for a job that she wanted to do for them. So people mm-hmm. just have all this crazy stuff in their head that's stopping them dead in their tracks, and that just breaks my heart, and I just want to shift the way people look at this and get rid of the salesy, pushy thing. It's just um, not doing them any good. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So what's next for you in your business? I know you do one-on-one coaching. You've got your e-course, your online um, study program, and mastermind. So what's next for you as you grow your business and, and serve more women? Well, I'm starting to do live workshops. I just did one uh, last month or two months ago that was an incredible success. I really want to get people together and create a, a real community because people thrive in community. And I saw the connections that people made, and it was beautiful. And the transformation that occurred and the relationships that were built and people are starting to do business together with each other and refer people to each other and, and practice practice what the tools and and skills that we talked about during the workshop. So I'm going to be doing more live workshops for sure. And this uh, upper level group program, I just expanded it to six months. And so we're creating that, uh, which is beautiful. And then from there, there'll be another program for people to keep advancing and go deeper. So it's just evolving naturally. When people finish a program, they need more and we create the next step. Another thing I'm actually doing, I just got a request from one of my clients who's in the direct sales network marketing industry, and she said, we need training and coaching on network marketing. And so I'm going to create a three to five module live program for people in network marketing because most people struggle with the business. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to talk about it. They they love their product or, or their service. They love their company. They love the people, but they don't have the business skills. They don't have the follow-up and sales skills. And so, uh, and they, they lose people constantly because the dropout rate is very high in network marketing. So I'm very excited about that. So requests are coming in, and I'm going to create programs to fill the needs out there. I love how you're using your clients' feedback and getting to know them and then continuing to build and evolve your business. 
So how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you? Well, I have a free report, which is a great way to get uh, a good look at the kind of work that I do. And it's called Four Hot Tips to Power Up Your Follow-Up. So you can uh, request this report, plus you'll receive ongoing tips on Follow-Up Friday. So every Friday a tip will show up in your inbox. It's really fun. We have pictures of kids, so we're keeping it very playful and fun. So it will make you smile, and it will keep follow-up top of mind for you. So the link to request to get the free report is powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash free report. Powerupyourfollowup.com forward slash free report. So you'll get some, some skills that you can implement right away to grow your business, and uh, it will just really help you get started. Perfect. I'm excited to share that and have our listeners be able to check that out. So how can our, you give one piece of advice for our listeners that will help them in sales and follow-up that they can impl- uh, really implement right away? What would you suggest they do? Oh, there's so many things, but I think what I'd love to leave the listeners with is always make it about them. Always make it about the other person. Don't go to events trying to sell your stuff. To go to events and get into a conversation when you meet with people. Always be thinking, how can I help them? How can I support them? How can I make a difference in their lives? Because that's going to create the connection and the rapport. The relationship will deepen. They'll trust you. They'll want to find out more about you. They're going to want to help you because people are so on guard about folks trying to sell them when they find someone that's genuinely, and it has to be genuine, genuinely mm-hmm. wants to help them, they're going to just let down their guard. They're going to take a big, you know, deep sigh and go, oh, my God, this is so refreshing. I love this person, and they're going to connect with you, and they're going to want to do whatever they can to support you with referrals, with clients, with resources, whatever. So. That's really my biggest piece of advice, and I don't see it happening much out there. And um, that's really the reason why so many people are struggling in their business. They're just they're being too salesy. They're trying to sell instead of trying to see how they can support the other person. And to come from the heart, to always come from the heart. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, and thank you, Debbie, for your time today. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been super fun. We need to take another real quick break, and when we return, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. 
Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle. And in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about how you can boost your revenue by adding a VIP program to your offerings. So this is going to be an interesting conversation, Michael. When you say VIP program, what do you mean? Because I hear that term thrown around a lot, and it means a lot of different things. Yeah, it can mean a lot of different things, but sort of in the basics, a VIP program is really a program that offers something extra for those clients who want to have a more intimate experience with you, want to have more of your time, be close to you as the expert. It's really a program that's at a higher price point and has additional benefits for those clients who want to invest a little bit more. And usually um, the benefits include one-on-one coaching or small group coaching, and it's focused on how to help your clients implement the tools and techniques that you're teaching them in your e-course. I hear you mention VIP programs a lot when you're working with clients to develop their product ladder and put together all their programs. So why is a VIP program a good addition to a coach's offering? Well, I would say that more than a good addition, it's really a a critical addition and it's so easy to do. Anybody who has a e-course should add a VIP program right away because it's just almost like free money to you, the coach, and to your clients, it's added value. So, you know, first it provides your clients with a choice. Uh, They can have the basic e-course at a lower price point sort of as, a, as an intro or a, a first experience with you, and an expanded VIP program for those who want the added benefits of working more closely with you and they're willing to invest a little bit more. Secondly, having a VIP course provides the coach with a source of added revenue without having to create something completely new. And third, it really provides your clients with a natural step up from your entry-level offering. So you're beginning to develop a product ladder with a VIP course. I know you talk all the time about how to leverage your knowledge, how to leverage your expertise. So that certainly sounds like a great way to do it. If someone decides that they want to create a VIP program, how do they go about doing that or how do they get started? Well, more than creation, it's it's really about expanding and extending an existing offering that you have. Uh, it, that's what's the beauty of a VIP program is you don't have to create something brand new from scratch. You can extend something that you've already put a lot of time and effort into and get more revenue out of it. Um, a VIP program really, it's just an extension of your base level e-course. We talked about creating an e-course in an earlier business builder and this fills the next step on that product ladder. What I find is the quickest and easiest way to create a VIP program is take that initial course that you have and bundle it with some type of structured coaching. Um, For example, you have a five-part e-course, so you deliver one hour or one part per week for five weeks, bundle that with five hours of your coaching time one-on-one so that your clients can now attend the e-course, get the instruction, the tools, the techniques, the tips uh, on implementing whatever it is is your expertise, and then give them an hour of your time 
where they can ask questions, they can get more tips on how to implement it. You can really address issues that they have specific to their particular business and how you implement the system that you're teaching them in their business. It's really a win-win. Well, it sounds like it's really um, leveraging both the client's time and the, the coach's time because you're working on a specific topic or a specific area of expertise, but then you're also really doing kind of a deep dive. They can get um, evaluations, they can get review, they can really focus in on what they specifically need. So I think that's in a lot of ways value add because you and I've talked about that. Group programs are great, but oftentimes you need that one-on-one to go deeper. So it's the benefit of doing both without paying that real high one-on-one total price tag. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the client's getting a great deal because they're getting your one-on-one support and it's focused support. It's focused on whatever it is you're teaching them. And a lot of the clients that I work with, when they implement these VIP programs, they tell me that the kinds of questions they get are almost always focused on, uh, you taught this in the course but my business is that. So how do I apply this model to my business specifically? And, you know, for the coach, it's not a hard question to answer because if you have experience coaching, you've probably run into that situation, the same one many times, and it's really an easy workaround. Sometimes it's just a change in the language. Sometimes it's just a slight tweak to the approach. Uh, Sometimes it's just giving that client the confidence to try something out, trump something new. Um, so for you, it's it's easy, relatively easy, but for the client, it makes a huge, huge difference in how they actually implement it, and more importantly, the success they had. Because as you know, as a coach, those clients who are most successful become your champions, bring in new clients to you, and try out and invest more money with you and your uh, with your higher end offerings. So those are the people that you really, really want to have a lot of success with. And a VIP program is just a phenomenal way to really boost the success that your clients have with an e-course. We often find too that they're also great referral partners because they've experienced who you are, what you have to offer. We've gotten invitations to speak on stages and do different things because of people that we've worked with who have seen the success of what you have to offer. And I do agree that as a coach, you can see those conversion points. You can see how they can make those subtle shifts to customize it to their business. But oftentimes when you're a business owner, you don't see that. You hear them say it's supposed to be this, but they need to be something a little bit different. And you're able to easily help them shift that in that one-on-one conversation. Absolutely. And and I think that's a really great point. Don't forget that um, one of the things that we struggle with, I struggle with it all the time. I know you do, Janelle, and, and I'm sure the listeners do, is when you're an expert, when you're a coach, Things that seem so obvious to you are not obvious at all to your client. And you're thinking in your head, this is like quick wham, bam, bam, done. And and they're sitting there saying, I don't 
understand like how do I start? What what is I what do I do? My company's a little different. My clients are a little different. I, I can't use that language. I can't what whatever the issue might be, but for a coach, you have to step back and and really recognize that the things that you find easy are not easy at all to your clients. That's why they're coming to you. And so having a VIP program is a fantastic way to get that one-on-one -on -one time with them to really dive in and really answer those questions. You know, personally, I've been the client in, a, in VIP programs and um, I've even taken emails that I've written and sent them off to the coach to say, hey, here's what I put together based on what you taught me. What do you think of this? And they almost always have a tweak to it or a change in language or something that to them is a very minor change, but to me is like a revelation. Because when I mm -hmm. see it, uh, I think, wow, that makes it much, much better. Now, I never would have gotten that from the e-course. The e-course got me 75% of the way there, but then that one-on-one -on -one coaching experience and that feedback got me the other 25% there and really gave me a, a superior solution. Absolutely. And I think we were, you mentioned it this morning when I was teaching someone a new process and I was pointing out, here's how you do it. And I could look at something and quickly identify what the gaps were literally in seconds where they'd have to read a whole page. And it's because you do it as a coach over and over again. And you know, for me as a coach, sometimes it's taking that step back and saying, okay, what am I doing? Because you do it so naturally. But that's what I love about the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So can coaches really generate additional revenue by doing this? Uh, absolutely. And this is one of the, the, really the most important reasons why you need to have a VIP program in your offering. So let's just look at a, a quick example. Let's say you have a course that sells for $497. So let's say 500 so we can do the math. Um, by at, let's say it's a five-part course like we talked about before. So you deliver one hour a week, either by phone or by uh, online, however you do it. One hour a week for five weeks. So by bundling five hours of your one-on-one -on -one coaching, the value really goes up. And typical programs like that where you have uh, a structured course plus coaching typically sell for um, somewhere in the range of 2000 to 2500 And so if you think about that, for that five hours of coaching that you added, you just got paid three to $400 per hour. That's quite a step up. Uh, and it's, it's an easy sell. That's the other thing that's important for the coach. I know that I've been in situations where, again, I've been a client and I've stepped up to the VIP program or I've helped my clients create VIP programs where they'll tell me that anywhere between between 20 and 40 percent of their new clients step up to the VIP program immediately. So if they didn't have that program there, they would have sold them into the $500 course, no problem. But because they had that VIP program available, for 20 to 40% of their new clients, they made an extra $2,000 each just by providing some structured coaching. So it really, it, it's very quick to develop. It's very easy to implement. 
and it really is a great source of revenue and a tremendous value to the clients. You can't forget that as well. No, absolutely. And I want to invite all of you to go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page and tell us what you love about VIP courses. Have you taken one? What's been the value? And if you're interested in learning how to create one, we invite you to connect with us and let's talk about the best way to have make that happen. We look forward to connecting. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.